going, everybody? This is kind of a, a special mini episode of Armchair Analyst. Uh, I'm Robin. I'm Jared. And uh, Carl will not be with us today. And uh, for that reason, uh, we're not going to be doing our full coverage over the semifinals where we saw the really just fantastic mass matchups of uh, FPX versus IG and G2 versus SKT. What we are going to do is lay out our predictions for the finals, and then we're going to give a mega episode in the next week or two covering both the semifinals and the finals. We just didn't want to do this talk without Carl because these games need all three of us to talk about it. So. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think I think there are, there's plenty to talk about, um, and, and Carl's going to have some uh, some interesting things to say about the semifinals, and I'm sure we'll have more than enough to talk about once the finals have occurred on Saturday. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, it should be it should be a really really fun 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 series. Um, it was a series I kind of backdoor predicted by saying that uh, it's the series that. It, I wish I had seen already in that it's a travesty. We hadn't seen G2 or FPX play each other in the tournament. And uh, I didn't think we'd get to, I didn't think that, uh, that these would be the teams in the finals. I predicted completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think all of us actually picked uh picked IG SKT, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I so. Correctly. Um, no, I did. I did say I thought both games, both series, would go to five, and obviously they both went to four. But either way, uh, yeah, Fun Plus and G two um, should be pretty exciting. Um, a couple, couple different styles um, with some uh, some great, great players in the mid lane. Doing B against Caps should be fun. Yeah, and the, the other thing I think is really fun about this matchup is these are the two teams that are the most divergent from the typical meta that you expect in League of Legends. You know, you've seen, we even saw, we saw Doin B go, uh, go jungling one game. Like he literally just jungled um, in addition to his just heavy roam style and unusual picks. And they're going against the team that's known for unusual picks and unusual strategies. Yeah. Um, I think the, the thing that, that really, key g2 win last year was was their unusual picks um i think we also if i'm not mistaken doing played a little bit of um of, of mid lane nautilus is that is that if i remember that correctly if i'm remembering things right yes yes doing b plays a, a little bit a little bit of ap nautilus mid, a little like, bit yeah um and so what's what's going to be really interesting to see at least for me is is what happens in pick ban um because i thought both series were, were um different enough in terms of what was prioritized that I think we could see some interesting picks get through. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I think we could very well see some first time picks for these, these players uh, that have been maybe saving them for, to really throw someone off their game. But let's, uh, Let's just get right into the predictions. Um, so Carl has given us his predictions to be read on this episode so that he will be included in what we're predicting for, for this next week. Uh, and uh, I got to say, his, his predictions are spicy. So Carl has G2 winning game one and then FPX sweeping them after that. So winning three games in a row after G2 takes game one. Uh, again, picking a four-game four-game series, 
he's saying that uh, Tian and Doimbi will be the key to this game, or this series, I should say, and that Crisp is going to control perks. He says that Zaya will either be banned against G2 if they're on blue side, and if they're not, FPX will pick it for themselves. Those are some spicy predictions. I am. I agree with Carl on on uh, the priority on Zaya. Um, oh I yeah. Think, I think uh, she will be. Um, she'll be either. I mean, pretty much pick ban. I, I I'm tending to think that she will probably be banned for most. Um, and if she does get through for G two, it'll be. Uh, it'll be in a it'll it'll be in a man phase that basically focuses on um, saying okay, we're gonna take Zaya our power pick and we're gonna deny you Varus for LWX, and what like you gonna play Ezreal? Okay, fine. So I, I think that's where that goes. Um, I don't know if FW or if uh, FPX is gonna put any priority in putting him putting LWX on uh, on Zaya. Um, they have been sticking to the Varus, like I said. Um, I think Rise is pretty much going to be perma-banned the entire series. I, yeah. I find it very hard to believe that... Um, I don't think... You don't want to give either mid laner Rise here. No, but especially I, not Doin B. Correct. Um, I'm interested to see if what what the strategy is from FPX in terms of dealing with Yankos. Um, because he's shown... He, I mean... Elise, he's played the Olaf. Um, I believe he played some games on Rek'Sai. He's played a game on Rek'Sai at least this tournament. Um, I, I I wonder if they're going to try to limit him a little bit. Um, I know Gragas is obviously still going to be in the mix, but we could see him flexed down into the bot lane. Um, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. Um, I personally think in terms of of what's going to happen. Um, I think G2 wins in five games. Um, okay. It'll be, it'll basically, I think it'll be uh, G2 wins game one and game three, and FPX will win games two and four. Um, I think Yankos is the key uh, for, for G2, and I think if Wonder plays consistent, um, putting him on champions like Orn, that allow him to to be effective later into the game without as much attention. Um, I think they have a very good chance to win. Um, I think G2's bot lane stacks up a little bit better overall. Um, and I think in the mid, uh, that one's too close to call for me. Um, Dwayne B's had a fantastic, fantastic worlds, well, especially into the knockouts. It's so interesting because you have... You have Caps, you know, one of the top mechanical players of the game ever. And Doinby is not that. He's clearly a great mid laner, but, you know, you there's there's constant arguments over is he a good mechanical mid laner, you know, because he's not doing the, the faker outplays and, you know, that, that we expect super high, high quality mid laners. He, he gets his advantages in other ways by making interesting picks and unique roams and decisions and it it doesn't work for anybody else it just he makes it work um so it's it's a really interesting stylistic matchup and you know the other thing is is remember 
we're talking about a guy who who beat the probably the most mechanically skilled team at the tournament, IG, that had rookie the shy, and uh, Jackie Love. So you know this, it, it's he's not stepping into uncharted territory going against someone like Caps. I mean, I mean, rookie is is just as good as Caps is as a, a mechanically skilled mid lane. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think the thing that that you see with with Doinby and, and FPX as a, as a whole is that they are probably at least from what I've watched and what I've seen this world, that the team that has been most complete at everyone knowing exactly what they need to do and when yeah. other other roles need to carry when when like you've got you when you've got doing beyond Nautilus, right? Okay, well Nautilus right. isn't gonna necessarily carry the game, but LWX He's, on Paris he... is gonna shred everybody and, and and be that team fight presence. You know you know what he is? You know what Doinby is? Hmm. Doinby is that point guard that you want on your team. That's that's a pretty good a pretty good analogy. Doinby like, is so good at making other people look great. That's um, that's what he's really good at, and you know it. It was I was thinking about it. I I watched a few LPL games because I I never watch LPL, and so I wanted to watch FPX in their element, and they were just stomping their competition. I mean, like it just wasn't even close. They're playing this completely different style from the rest of China. It looks so clean. They're they're so good at it, and it reminded me of watching Cloud Nine in season three, when they were just playing a different game of League of Legends than the rest of NA. Even okay. though okay. even though okay. they didn't at the time, you know, they didn't have the best players. Like, you know, High wouldn't become, you know, one of the best mids in NA for another a year or so. And, you know, Sneaky was was playing really safe eighty carries with uh with really good support matchups like Zaya or I'm sorry, like uh Zyra Ash. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a perfect example of a team that is greater than the sum of its parts. You know, they they had Absolutely. Medios, who was their star jungler, and at the time he was he was a stud uh, with twelve point seven KDA. Um, and he he was able to really control those games, and it kind of reminds me of of this, and that this is a team that that doesn't have the names like perks and caps and wonder and uh, Yankos, uh, Mickey X, rookie, the shy, Jackie love. I mean, Uzi, Uzi stars, stars. of China. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, and just, just stars at the tournament and star power, you know, they've, they've got Doinby, who, who had, who is definitely a star. And then the rest of this team is made up of supportive players that, you look at this team on paper and you're like, how can this team beat a team that has the shy Jackie love and rookie when they're playing at their best. And it's because that it's the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts for this team. Yeah. The question is, is it enough? Yeah. I think the thing, and we'll, we'll, talk about this a little bit more within the in the the mega episode talking about semis and finals um is i really thought that fpx when when they get a pick or they win a skirmish 
they always have their macro set up in just a way where they can take an objective, where they get something net out of it, not just like, oh, we got a kill. Okay, cool. It's, we grabbed this kill, and we had to force their jungle leader back. Okay, well, we, we just took dragon. Great. Like, they're able, they they have done so well in, and I th really, I think that was a big key in them beating IG, was that when, when they won skirmishes, they got something more out of it. Um, they were very good at setting things up um, for when they knew they were strong, when they were weak. And and so mm -hmm. I think this is, and, and G2, to their credit, did, you know, a little bit of the same. They were a little weak earlier uh, against SKT, mm -hmm. but they, they played to their strengths. Um, and so I think we're going to see... Um, some some good macro play overall. I mean, we do have there's two teams left in the world. Like, obviously, it's going to be good macro play. But I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of things that just, you know, really going to have things set up that when do you do you think these are going to be bloody games? Uh, I think I think they have the potential to be, um, considering how bloody China usually is, and that's the game they well, like but, to play. This, but this isn't a bloody Chinese team. This is the the one team that's not that that doesn't play that style. They can, but they well, don't they, like to. <laughs> they, they, you know. So, what I wonder is, I mean, obviously the the series that we're going to talk about next week was it was them and IG, and it was a very bloody series. But how much of it was bloody because of IG? Because IG, IG doesn't, you know, when when IG lands the lease in Q, they reactivate. Like, oh yeah, they're going I mean, in. They right. go, they're going in. That's just there's, what they there do. Is, there is one direction to go, and it is in. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so so no, I I agree with you. Um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm calling this uh this game for G two. Uh, I think it's gonna be a three one. Uh, I could see I could see it going to five. Um, but the the thing that G two seems to have this whole year, and this is this is this is really what clenched it for me. It's that it's been this whole year. This has been their story. They've won spring split. MSI summer split and now they're at the world finals. Mm -hmm. So if if they win, that will be a first. There's that has never happened where a team won both splits, MSI and, and Worlds. Right. So that they are so experienced in best ofs and they they knew how to really just end end in this series when they shouldn't have been able to close these games out against SKT. They they lost the early game to SKT. Every game. Every, every all game. Games. Every game. SKT looked great until about 18 minutes. And then Yo, something G2. started to fall apart. G2 took one bear in the entire series. Mm-hmm. And G2 SKT six. didn't know what to do with their barons. No, I, and I think I think that just how cohesive... Now, uh, I do think that's a huge difference in SKT and FPX, having watched them at Worlds, mm -hmm. is when FPX get that, get the Baron, they are converting it immediately into, into base pressure. Uh, yes. Or, or oh, you know, in, inner turret pressure, whatever it is at the time. Uh, SKT, it seemed like they'd get Baron, and then they kind of like go back to lanes and kind of try to figure out where they wanted to go, and it it just took too long for for them to get any momentum going. So the the concerning thing for G2 is this this might not be a team that they can let get the early lead. Mm -hmm. 
So I think it's going to be a really fun series. I'm so excited to see Doinbee and Caps go at it. Um, Absolutely. I think you this, know? Is, this is going to be a fantastic series. Um, and I think we're both in agreement that for the first time since season one, uh, the West will have, and season one really doesn't count because that's all that played was the West. Well, but it, see, season Western one team, wasn't the world championship. It was correct. the League of Legends championship. Was, right. But we will have a Western team win Worlds. And they deserve it. They, they absolutely earned it if they, if they yep. get to that point. Um, you know, I've I've been accused of being a dirty NA fanboy in the past, <laughs> and I admit some truth to that. But I don't not like EU teams. That's not it. When I, you know, you just don't like I, reckless. <laughs> I don't like. Well, I don't like reckless. Uh, I like his personality. Um, I I didn't like Caps when he first joined Fnatic because he was a little shit about it. Um, when he like told that guy he could end his career because he's on Fnatic and like. He was just being a, a, a spoiled brat. I hate that kind of kind of crap. Uh, mm. But you know, I, I it it's it seems like Perks is a, a legitimately excellent leader of his team. Uh it seems like the the team kind of has their own thing going, their own their own flow and you know, they're they're living Yomato Cannon's dream, just don't just play in their own style. And mm. It's working. It's working, you know, fantastically well. And uh, yeah, I wish that it was Team Liquid doing that. Um, but I don't think, you know, I, I have nothing to be ashamed of Team Liquid for either because they got second at MSI. And I don't care what anybody says, they beat the the world champion at MSI to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, they they earned it. They didn't have a, you know, a splice group. Where it's like, oh well, they just had to play the easy teams. Like, no, they they beat the reigning world champion in a best of five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then they got put into the the hardest group at Worlds, uh, and you know we're one one game from from getting out. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not disappointed with them, and I also don't think it's anything indicative of EU as a whole region it's more indicative of this team is incredible. I think, I think the difference between this team and Fnatic is leagues. Fnatic is, is nowhere near G2. Yeah. I would say that that there's a distinction now um, in, in league of legends in in, in very high level league legends that it's no longer. And I think Jat actually said something about this not too long ago it's not about which region's the best it's like who can put together like the best teams and g2 has put together a very very good team like Fnatic is a very good regional team like a good lec team they are just like you know in in terms of na like clutch and c9 were were good to decent na teams and liquid was is like on that cusp of being a really good team um Mm -hmm. But but G two has proven this year. If that Jensen are, I mean, had performed class. like he can, oh absolutely. Then I think I think uh, you know Team Liquid would have been in in the knockout stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they would they would have had a chance. I think against a team like like Damwon, like uh, well how Griffin was playing, like Griffin um, yeah. against Fnatic. And you're not going to be able to discount if if either, you know, you can't discount whoever wins this this championship as oh they had an easy run. 
No, well, no, of course not. Like FPX, <laughs> FPX had to go through, you know, the defending world champ, someone from their own region, mm-hmm. and and then de- defeat LEC number one. Where on the other side, you've got G two having defeated, you know, the the greatest League of Legends team with the greatest League of Legends player of all time, SKT, yep. the number one Korean seed, and then they have to beat the number one from China, like, yeah. To, to I mean, you I mean, you're talking like you put them up against top tier competition all the way through and they were up to the task the whole time. Yep. I I think, I think I completely agree. Um, this is going to be, I'm so excited to watch this series. This is going to be just yeah. so much fun. And I, I truly am excited to to talk with everyone about it here in the next week or so. And, really go into these three games these three series so for for one one last time for the record carl has g2 winning game one and fpx winning the next three jared has g2 winning in five games alternating winners Mm -hmm. with g2 taking the first and last game and i have g2 winning 3-1. 3-1. I think they're going to win the first game, lose the second game, and then win the next two. Oh, I see you took the uh, the Riot script. Uh, who's your contact? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such an obvious script, Jared. I, I mean, we saw it in the semis, so... <laughs> um, now, I must say, uh, if, if FPX 3-0's G2, I'm going to have some great... Great. Oh, there's good perks, oh, we, poems for you guys. We next we time. definitely we were talking about that before the semis. What would happen if there was a a complete just like collapse by G two? Um, but I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think I don't FPX think it is sweeps. I don't think either team. Sweeps, I don't think like. I don't think there's a sweep. Um, and I would love this to go five five games. Um, you know I. I really would, and I could, I could see myself being wrong. I mean, I think it was I was I was reading on Reddit, and someone quoted "I will dominate." Uh, not that he's someone I would like to quote very often, but but he said something, you know, about reacting to people's hate against analysts, like oh, like you know, Jat, TSM Jat, lol, so biased, and and he was wrong. Here's the thing: when you're when you're doing analysis. If if you give one team a forty nine percent chance to win the game and one team a fifty one percent chance to win the game, you're gonna pick the fifty one percent team, which still means there's a forty nine percent chance that you were wrong. And analysis is a hard job because you you can't predict everything. You you're gonna say the the higher number. You're gonna say what you think in your mind is is the higher chance of winning. Now if you if you go on to elaborate and you say oh yeah you know, G2 is going to absolutely obliterate them and whatnot, and they don't, then you've, you know, clearly, like, shown that, like, maybe you didn't expect something, maybe they overperformed, maybe you uh, underestimated, but really, at this tournament, since the knockout stage started, aside from SKT and Splice, I I think all these games have been, you know, we're pretty close to each other in terms of percentages. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think this just, uh, it just goes to show how, how far, uh, a number of teams and, and, and you've seen, well, the, the, the entire sport. 
Oh, absolutely. Like you know, do you do you remember the first like three three worlds after season uh, two? We just expected the Korean team to win. Like there was, and it and it wasn't even close. Like yeah, <laughs> it was just like and oh yeah, there oh were, there's Rocks there Tigers, there's there SKT. Were years you were just you were just like oh which one do I want to pencil in? Which one do I think is the best one? Yeah, like, which of the Korean teams? Well, yeah, yeah. Like was it Samsung Blue who won the split or Samsung White who always beats Blue? Right. Like you know what. <laughs> Was it gonna be? Was it gonna be SKT or Rock Tigers? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we, it it's it finally come to that point, um, where just the just as a whole, teams are just better. Just oh, I know, better yeah. players are better. The the you know we they always talked about like like the, the has the gap closed? There's I don't think there's a gap anymore. You've got you know outside of the not between top, regions, not between, they, they, not between I think the top are, teams but, of the regions. Yes, yeah. Um, um, but I mean, when you, I mean, it, you know, at this point, it's kind of expected maybe your second or third seed isn't as good as your number one seed. Um, now obviously, this year, IG being the third seed, right? The defending champs, the third seed out of China, but they're still, I mean, it's still the defending champs. Yeah, until, absolutely. Like, until, until proven otherwise, they're they're the team to beat. So, right, like you just we've come to the point now where you know we see a we see the the final eight teams and we get to knockout stages and it's like yeah there's a lot of teams here that could win that could win worlds um not all yeah. of them but most of them had the opportunity to win worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah Cries and splice. it's it's crazy to think that that it was you know what 7 years ago 6 years ago that we saw we saw faker take the world stage for the first time and uh, you know the you know the other name we saw take the world stage for the first time is Uzi. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're both they're both still at it. Still, yeah, still there, still playing at a very high level. Um, and I don't expect either of them to go anywhere, uh, at least for now. Oh man, Team Liquid's getting that Mickey Mouse money ready. Oh boy. Oh yeah. baby. We'll see what oh. happens. This, I think this off season will be will be fire, but it'll be a that'll that'll be another another episode down the line. It will. Um, I'm just I'm excited to see new blood in the world finals. Um, I'm excited to see. You know, I'm trying to think. With the exception of of caps, this is a first time for everyone to be in the finals of worlds. Is it? Yeah, because caps made it there with Fnatic last year. And nobody thought Fnatic had a realistic chance. Right. But yeah, I mean, no one else from uh, from either team have, has been on the final stage before. That's that's so... That's Isn't that so weird? That is so weird, yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. All right. All right, guys. Well, this has been Armchair Analysts, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your League of Legends. Have a good one.